The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In this league. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. It's bullshit. Holy Motherforking shirt boss. All right, under the hood, it's Mechanic Bogman. It's in Mechanic Welsh. We're just a couple mechanic guys that are going to get under your hood and we're going to diagnose your problem. And, you know, the mechanics that you want, Bogman, are the ones that call themselves mechanic guys. And that's us. Yep. Mechanic guys. Sure, I'm a mechanic guy. Wrench, yep. blowtorch. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I think, right? I think we need to lube up. We need to lube up some of these velocities. Right. No. Tires. Take a look. I don't know how to do anything. I think I can change it. I can change a tire. (laughs) That's about it. I can change a tire now. I've I've done brake pads, brake calipers. I've done a radiator before. I've done a couple brag. I mean, I'm usually I'm usually the guy handing the other guy the tools. I'm that guy. I'm definitely the spotter and not the doer. So much on those, but yeah, I'm usually the guy that is handing the money to the guy yeah. that, that can do the thing. That's usually what I'm well, doing. Well, when I was that. broke for a long time, it was me handing my friends pizza and then beers and then uh, holding the light. That was a lot of that. So that's yeah. a good thing. And now it's me just calling my neighbor who is like a all star guy. And I'm like, he's hey, a mechanic buddy. guy. Hey, mechanic he's guy. Me- he's mechanic guy. Well, we're not going to be those mechanic guys, but. We're going to just be looking under the hood. And as you guys know, this is uh, year-to-year changes on some of the advanced stats for hitters. And we're going to start with hard hit. And These are again, all, all available this- on Baseball Savant, by the way. <laughs> you don't have to do it yourself long form on a Google sheet and take up your whole Monday. Just yeah. so everybody knows. <laughs> There's no reason Bogman saying that. There's no very specific reason why that maybe uh certain My blood pressure mechanic- is definitely not over 200 right now. So that's yeah. good. In no way did I find the year-to-year changes on every single stat in two minutes on Baseball Savant. And in no way did yeah, Bogman Yeah, and at least you're not a dick days. about it, too. So that's I good. wasn't. You I weren't wasn't until right now. Well, until now this I'm, second, I mean, you weren't a dick about it. I was going to bring it up. Now you brought it up, but yeah. yeah, See, Bogman spent an entire day doing this, and I was like, "Oh man, we're missing this one we need." And Bog's like, "Ah." And by the way, Bog's always great about it. He's like, "He's like, well, he's like, it just take a bit, but we have to just do the episode later. But I can do it." I'm like, "Let me see if I can find it real quick." And then he's like, "All right, I gotta go to the bathroom." When he came back, I found it while he was in the bathroom. As he when he didn't come back, I was actually nervous, sitting here thinking, "Like God, I don't want to tell Bogman this." Enough talking about this. Let's, let's I just dive say, into the episode, mechanic guy. Let's get, they I, all understand. I'm stupid and I wasted a day. Let's go. Let's talk about mechanic the guy. I do want to say, I did say you're not going to be happy about this and I'm sorry, but yeah. I found the stats and we're going to start with hard hit. 
all stuff you guys can do. But this is the, just going to be our conversation around some of these and, you know, believable changes. The number one, number one riser in hard hit percentage from 2021 to 2022 with a massive, massive change was Glaber Torres. And Glaber Torres had a push, I just went away from it, of 9.6. So he went from 35.7 hard hit percentage in 2021 up to 45.3. He was only one of two players that had a 9% change or more. The other was Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman, who... Matt Chapman's is kind of weird because he's always been in this general range. This is more of an anomaly. Last year was an anomaly because he went down to 41%, but he literally had a higher hard hit percentage than this in 2020 and was around 49, 2021. So we don't really need to look at Matt Chapman, but Glaber Torres has never been above 38. And he had a huge, huge change on this in a hitter friendly environment, even though that the Yankees have potentially taking a look at, you know, making maybe making a move off of him or anything like that. Um, no big, crazy BABIP changes, but he made a very, very noticeable hard hit change, which equated to a pretty solid season. You know, again, like he struggled a little bit on the back half. He hit righties and lefties pretty good, but the just overall hard hit change equated to better stats than we've seen in him for a while. So the question is, is your believability it's- on this change? It, it's definitely interesting because, like you said, it did nothing for his batting average. I mean, his batting average yeah. actually went down two points, right? But he went from nine homers in 459 played appearances or at-bats, excuse me, uh, to 24 in 526. So, you know, about 67 more uh, ABs and 15 more homers is significant. It's kind of crazy because, like you said, his hard, hard hit percentage was lower in 2019 when he hit 38 homers. I'd be interested to see. Do you have a Savant page up, or are you just? I do actually. I do. I 100. What's do his have launch that. angle? Because uh, that would be interesting to see his launch angle from 2019, and then how that's changed. Because he only hit three homers. So in, 2019 was his uh, big year. Yeah, that was when he hit 38. Wow. Check this out. 17.7 in 2019, 17.5 this year. What I would point out is what he what did was this it, What pa- was it last year in 2020? 14.2. The last two years really okay. fell off. Uh, his highest ever was in 2018, but that's actually what I wanted to mark with him. He had 24 was, homers then too. So Yeah, well, so like this, th- this is a way to track, and this is how I would look at him as well. Like, Something we didn't do a good job of setting this up. I should have, we should have had like a separate conversation real quick about um, hard hit percentage in each one of these. Hard hit percentage is a metric that is, is so simplistic, but like what it does and what it allows for a hitter is all the changes to be magnified. Like it's a quantifiable stat that it's like, hey, if a guy is hitting the ball harder, there is an opportunity for balls to travel farther or balls to scoot through higher batting average.
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they used to make in this league i'm the smartest guy in the world says who iq test you took in prison brought to you by carl's jr high hard hit percentages are just a good thing breaking news so all i'm saying is like you can look at glaver torres and you can look at all the stuff and what he did this year and be like all right well i don't know if i really believe it he hit 292 against fastballs compared to 230 the previous year he was hitting breaking balls in 2021 better this year it kind of went down overall but it looks like he cut uh that whiff percentage uh on fastball so he just did more damage about around fastballs and if you didn't believe it okay but if you're hitting the ball harder, you're just putting yourself in a better situation. It also correlated with very similar stuff of what he did in 2019. 2019, if you don't count 2020, his highest barrel percentage was in 2019 at 10.1. Last year, it was uh, 2021, was 7.8. What was it in 2022? 10.7, the highest of his career. His la- His exit velocity which is his average exit velocity in 2019 was 89.1. That was the highest of his career until 2020, where he finally hit the 90s, 90.4. And then you have, you know, another increase back into his original launch angle. So what I'm getting at is like, you take all these things together and you increase the hard hit percentage and you're seeing better results. He had a higher WOBA. He was making better contact as, um, XBA, X-Slug, all that, uh, X-Woba, everything was better in 2019 than 2020. But he had some of the similar correlations, not making better, necessarily better contact, but he was getting the ball up in the air a little bit more and hitting the ball harder. And that, yeah. you know, created better results. So my whole point of this is like, you may not like Glaber Torres, but one thing you can do, you either have to like to buy into what he did last year and see that he's done this before. And you can kind of track this during the season. I would say simply with him is watch that hard hit percentage. And that's probably going to tell you a story of who he is. If Launch you get angle excited about him, you know, that, that for him, it seems like that is the key is to have that launch angle, you know, kind of that, um, you know, uppercut type of swing 
um, bring that back, but you try to do it too much and you lose uh, power on it and yeah. uh, all that stuff. You're hitting pop-ups instead of hard hitting it hard on the barrel. So uh, it's just, and, and he's 26, you know, he's not young, but Still he's definitely young. not old. Still young so, uh, so there's plenty of, you know, this might just be a good, this, this could be a good thing for the rest of his career. Uh, but, you know, repeatability is obviously questionable. And he, and he hasn't shown really a, an ability to repeat it a whole bunch, but you know, he was in the upper like 75 percentile of average max hard hit and X slug and barrel. So some of the things we're going to be talking 2020 about really screwed him in terms of like, he came up in 2018, hit 24 homers, then 38. And then he hit, you know, what a 243 is down to three bombs in 42 games in, in the, the COVID year. So yeah. there's obviously something going on there. And then 21 and 22 uh, improved both years. So, yeah. So it's something to watch for. It looks like, you know, he did see a decrease in fastballs, but he made better impact on them. People were, he got more breaking balls, which he had seen success with last year, but it became more of a problem for him. So, you know, let's see what adjustments he makes and know that the hard hits there. I think it's pretty interesting. So a couple of these other guys don't matter who made the big changes. Ness, I don't try to be dismissive, but like Yandy Diaz is always kind of up there. He's eh. Gary Sanchez, Martin Molinato. Number six is interesting to me, and that's Ryan Mountcastle. So Ryan Mountcastle in 2021 had a 39.7% hard hit percentage, went up 6.6% to 46.3%. That is the sixth highest of qualified batters year over year change. And what's interesting about him is this is one of the guys I wrote up in the black book that there's a lot of fun stuff about him. Uh, 80, I'm going to read through these 88 percentile average max, ma- uh, average exit velocity, 81 max hard hit 82 percentile. And you know, that we're talking the reds here, 93% X Woba, 91% XBA, 96% X plug, 90 X slug, 94% X barrel or barrel percentage, maybe even 90 X barrel. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. all of those phenomenal. What are the things he sucks at? He swings and misses and doesn't walk a whole bunch. But this was one of the fun stats, and I it's funny because I, I wrote this up, and then I saw um, I saw Frank tweet about this. In expected home runs versus home runs, I believe I could actually go and mark this. I could go and look at the leaderboard. I believe he was the leader. He had 22 homers with an expected 27.6 home runs. 20, so almost 20. He also home runs shows up like. You know, the good thing about doing this longhand and, and, uh, you know, is the information burns in your brain a little bit. He was um, among differences. I think he's on every single one of the lists that I made. Uh, So uh, X Wilba, XBA, he may not be in in, uh, max EV, but um, expect a batting average like he's he's high in a bunch of those. So there's um, there's a lot of contributing factors to him having the year that he had. And it seems like we can expect more for this season. Well, I think so too. I mean, you look at the expected home run totals, you see the 90 and high 80 percentile changes across the board. By the way, in 2021, he had a top 7% in the league of max EV. And he just went down to 112, which is still an elite uh, territory with one of the highest, highest home run to expected home run differences in the entire league. We didn't have that up here. Let me see if I can find that i know i found it at one point i I did four of them i did uh barrel percentage expected batting average and xwoba and he's on all of them um except for max ev in terms of positive changes 
from the previous. So here, here's this one. Uh, I found the leaderboard. So as far I got to change this to batters. So give me one second here. Um, this is the home it run. It seems like that's a lot of work. That's too bad. It took you all of 10 seconds there. It is taking so. <laughs> me like five, 10 seconds. All right, here we go. So of the, uh, I got to do this inverse here. So he was number three overall in the league with the third highest expected home run total rise from 22. Since we're here, we might as well talk about this as well. Trey Mancini was number one, by the way, 18 homers, 25 expected. That's a seven uh, home run difference. Alex Verdugo was 11 to 16. That would mean something, by the way, but nothing big. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle was number two, uh, three, 22 to 27.6, almost six. Number f- I'm only going to give you the top five. Number four is going to get everybody all hot and bothered. Vinny Pasquantino, in his limited time, hit only 10, but had a 4.8 bump. So almost five more homers, which is like a 33% increase. And number five was Javier Baez, who hit 17 with a 21.7 expected, 4.7. So almost five if you round it up. And with Mountcastle specifically, you take all the hard hit metric increases, you see where he sits, and you see an expected home run differential, and it's just something you want to buy in. What are the negatives? He's a swing and miss risk. He doesn't walk. And what Frank's big point was, was three of the, I think it was like three of the top 10. I guess I still have it up. I could take a look. But um, we're in Baltimore. Yeah, we're on Baltimore. Exactly right. Yeah. Trey, uh, Trey Mancini, Ryan Mountcastle, and number nine was Anthony Santander. Three of the top 10 home run guys were all affected from Baltimore, which talks about their wall. Why did they screw with that fence, dude? Like that is, I, you know what I think it they is? They pushed it back. It seems like they pushed it back a thousand feet. And what was it really? Like 10 feet? I think it, it was it, like 15 feet or something like that. Okay. You know what it I mean, was, it's a big mark for sure. I think this was the organization's understanding that the future is going to be built around pitching and they're giving themselves a pitching advantage to how they're going to go. Make pitchers Obviously, want to come play there. Yeah. Well, also pitchers come, but they're developing. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, you know, they're developing. They got DL Hall. Like they're really trying to develop from within because it's also hard to bring guys there. So you get a good pitching environment. If you can manufacture hitting with a good pitcher environment that works in your favor, I kind of think that's a thing, but they were massively affected offensively. And um, right, Mount, Mount, Mount Castle was one of those. And he saw one of the the biggest uh, increases as far as hard hit percentage goes. So I, I just think that makes him ultimately fascinating, especially in that kind of like first base outfield realm. And this is someone I, I buy into. I'm not like, I'm not going to sit here and make like this huge case for Glaber Torres. Like, ooh, I'm all about Glaber Torres. But I am kind of about Ryan Mountcastle this year. I think he's kind of a deal uh, in NFBC drafts. Oh, did I just drop it? No, I have it. Up. I got it up here. Ryan Mountcastle. 158. Uh, one, well, I have 164, but what am I... Uh, I think I might. Oh, I'm still sorted from CBS when I did it. I did draft champions. That's only two drafts, by the way, from December 15th on. I'm going to go December 1st. Uh, with draft champions, there are 12 drafts, and he is 161. He actually fell. Because what did you say it was? 158. That's all NFC drafts. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face! Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my... In this league. 161 in 12 draft champions since December 1st. That's quite interesting for Ryan Mountcastle, and that's a pretty big difference as far as hard hit goes. And, and again, just hard- falls off, too. Like, And yeah. he's part of that last, like, really solid tier. Uh, of first baseman. And then after that, you know, we start getting a little questionable. Yeah. And just, you know, hard hit to me is like a stabilizer to a lot of rigmaru, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like there, well, it's like, it's one of those things where Maru is. Okay, well, let me, let me explain. <laughs> let me be the explainer yeah. of rigmaru. There's rigmaru. Break down rigmaru, please. There's rigmaru and that. there's expected rigmaru. And, <laughs> Rigamaru is volatility. It's the craziness that happens in a season. Off Why does Rigamaru sounds like it sounds like a racist Australian term? No, so. it's an official. It's official baseball term of the Welsh. Oh, it's Rigamaru. The Rigamaru that happens in a season where maybe a guy struggles during against a certain type of bat, struggles for a couple months, uh, whatever it is. You know, maybe launch angles coming down. Hard That's Rigamaru. That's hard. That, yeah, exactly. Rigamaru. Hard hit is the thing that kind of blankets down Rigamaru and helps you out, and it and it uh, can not necessarily cure it. I mean, it can stabilize this, a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, Ryan Mountcastle or Andrew Vaughn? Uh, ooh, that's a good one. What is Andrew Vaughn's ADP? Uh, I don't, I don't, he, I don't think he showed up on any of these lists. So uh, that, let's see. that I Andrew, also did add. He's actually going higher at one forty two. I'll tell you my gut when you said that was the lineup Mount Castle. The lineup is much better for, around Vaughn though, even though he might hit lower in the lineup and all yeah. that stuff. It's a better ballpark. It's been a lineup. You know, I think given the discount of like 20 plus spots, I'll take the discount. Uh, I do agree. Like Andrew Vaughn, if he takes that next step up with batting average, like he's going to put up those Mount Castle stats. I just feel like Mount Castle stabilizes himself a little bit. So I don't know. Maybe it's the, the, all the talking about him that gets you, gets me all excited or whatever. But I just think he's a pretty good deal with, uh, he's a little bit rigmarole proof, if you will. That's what we're okay. looking for here. Uh, Brennan Rogers. Now that I know what rigmarole is. Now you, now that you officially know what it is. Brennan yes. Rogers saw an increase. Yeah. He was number eight on this list from 40 to 45.9. 
Tied with him was Jordan Alvarez, who went from 54.2 to 59.8. Ridiculous that he could improve like that. Uh, but he had insane numbers in 2020 in short period of time. He had a 71. His lowest was, I mean, he was second in hard hit behind judge. So. Which is yeah. bonkers, which is totally yeah. bonkers. You also had Austin Riley on here. Here's a fun one, uh, though it didn't go to elite levels. Josh Rojas went from 31 to 36. That was a five uh, difference, but he has the lowest number of anybody that we've talked about inside the top 15. The next lowest, though, is at 16 at Jerks and Profar, who went from 30 to 34. Also on there, you've got um, Teoscar Hernandez, who this is why I think his is interesting because He's been at this level before, but last year he, or 2001, he was at 49 and he jumped up to 53.3, the highest of his career this past year, and now moves to a new team with the Mariners. But if he takes that with him, that could be kind of exciting. I know you're a big Teoscar Hernandez guy. I am. I, I really like this guy and he got hurt in the beginning of the season. Right. And then had a couple of like, he definitely came back too quick and then he had to go back on the IL if I'm remembering this correctly and, you know, look good at the end of the season, but you know, even with decent numbers that he had from last year, right. He played 131 games. He had 267, which is down almost 30 points from 2021 at 25 homers, that was down, 71 runs, 77 RBI, down from his 92-116. Everything was a little bit down, specifically his on-base percentage um, was was way down. And his walk percentage actually went up, so it was just hitting. You know, uh, I think a year removed from that injury that cost him a big chunk of the year and then clearly messed with him could be very, very good. And he goes to, you know, um, I mean, in terms of a lineup, it's probably lateral from if not a step down. It might be like the slightest Toronto. step down. Yeah, slightest but Seattle's step down. lineup is very good too now. So funny, you know, fun, uh, funny, fun, fun here. Yeah, expected yeah, home runs by ballpark. Toronto, uh, his expected number was 28. If he was just in Seattle, 31. So if okay. you want to talk about Maybe like the better. stadium right. factors in there. At least for uh, him. Teoscar also kind of in that Ryan Mountcastle way, but you want to talk about leaderboard top 4% exit velocity on the year 92.6 top 6% of the league in max exit velocity 114.1. He was top 5% in X slug at 501 top. Uh, he was the very top of the percentage of the league. It's actually not giving me the number uh, of X Wobicon 470 and his hard hit percentage was top 2% of the league at 53.3%. So you take all of that in with those increases and now you put it in perceivably maybe like the tiniest bit, maybe it's relatively neutral, but a, a decent ballpark. Those are pretty good changes. Those are some pretty good changes so on him. I for think I know this one just, you know, doing a little practicality once again, Tay Oscar versus Corbin Carroll because they're 69 and 70 on overall NFBC ADP. Um, that's a tough one. I think, you know, I think for us, Especially, you know, with the rookie upside that we had last year, it's hard to not go Corbin Carroll. But I think that's a good question because I think Teoscar has a lot more upside than people give him credit for as well. I agree with that. I agree with you on that. Like 25 homers, six stolen bases, 267 batting average. That's I think a down year like, for him too. Yeah. yeah. But but look at everything under the under the hood, you know, a yeah. mechanic guy. And when you look at everything under the hood, <laughs> like there's still a lot to be excited about. He's got a little, a little rigmarole in there. He, he's going to be good. <laughs> well, he's kind of rigmarole proof. 
Yeah. All those uh, Wobacons. Wait a minute. Do slugs we like Rigamaru or we don't like Rigamaru? No, we don't like Rigamaru. We don't like Rigamaru. Rigamaru, okay. Okay. Rigamaru okay. is stuff that gets in the way of players performing well. And you're looking for the things that Rigamaru proof it. And hard hit, I think hard hit percentage is one of the ways that maybe we more can confusing than risk bucks by the un- way. Rigamaru things. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, just a couple others on hard hit percentage because we got plenty to go through. Uh, Mookie Betts was 17th on the list. He 44.9. He went up. Eugenio Suarez improved. He was in the lower half of the 30, 39.8, and he went back up to 43.5. Dansby Swanson was 20th on the list from 42 to 46. That's actually kind of telling if you take a look at, you know, just him in general and look at the offensive, uh, you know, if you're looking for correlations as well, I mean, that's a pretty significant, almost 4% increase. And you get into the 46 range, you're getting into the upper half of the league. So those are some big changes. I said Cody Bellinger, Aaron Judge, uh, Eduardo Escobar was in there. Also uh, interesting, Ryan McMahon and Christian Walker in the top 26, if I'm giving you guys. Just in terms of, you know, uh, these changes and stuff, positive changes among qualified batters. There were 64 players, but there are 167 players on this list, meaning that, uh, you know, 103 of them versus 64 or whatever um, what went down. Yeah, and here and here I'll give you the top list of the guys that that had the biggest decrease real quick. Uh, I'm not going to do big breakdowns on them. Yasmani Grandal had the biggest. He went from an elite 53.2% in 2021, which would have put him in the top 2% with Teoscar down to 40. I mean, that is the highest 13.2%. Jesse Winker dropped from 47 down to a pull, ugh, blah, 34.3, that's 12.8% drop. Joey Votto went from an elite 53.2 down to 41. Nick Castellanos, this is a, I mean, this one almost is like an anomaly because I would point this out. Nick Castellanos, not since 2016 that he had a uh, hard hit percentage under 40%. He went from 46.9 to 35.1, the fourth biggest well, I mean, decrease. He dropped, off, he dropped off so much. Cincinnati yeah. to Philly, 34 homers to 13, 100 RBI to 62, 95 runs to 56. Like he just had an awful season. And he also like that. that doesn't seem like something that would stick with him because he had had two straight years of 46% and he was in the 41s before. He's, let he's me a, ask you this real quick. Back, maybe. I know we're burning through this, but um, there are a couple guys just in terms of outfielders that are right here. It's Yelich at 126, Cassie at 127, Chris Bryant at 129, Jake McCarthy at 130. Mm. Uh, between the three of those guys, who do you, how, do you, how would you order Yelich, Cassianos, uh, Bryant McCarthy. I don't know if you know your ranks off the top of your head. I don't know my ranks off the top of my head right now. I would say, oh man, that's so tough. Okay, I can actually find it. I think though. I think I might go McCarthy first, followed by Yelich, Castellanos, and Bryant. I want to say that's. Uh, and, and as far as there goes, I see. I think it starts with Castiano. I think it starts with McCarthy. I'm not seeing Castellanos. And then you have Casti, Yelich, McCarthy, and I can't remember who's the last one. Okay, so I and Bryant. So okay, so I had Casti up there. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, I think that's like kind of the tier. I did have Yelich at two, so I got that right. McCarthy actually had yeah, Bryant ahead of all these guys. Uh, he had uh, Bryant at what would that be? Twenty six. Yelich at thirty, or excuse me, uh, Casti at twenty nine. Yelich at thirty, and then McCarthy at. Where the heck did McCarthy go? That'll 36. probably be some, that'll be something that changes in on the rank up thing okay. that's going to be coming in about a week. Um, that'll be definitely a change that I put in there. I, I, Chris Bryant, the thing with Chris Bryant too, 
I don't think what he did last year is sustainable where you can never hit a homer in Colorado. So when that changes, it's going to be good. But like, I don't think there's like a bunch of outliers. The difference that McCarthy has with all those guys is the stolen base chase. He's just not as long-term of a better player. Castellanos, I just don't believe in that big of a decrease in hard hit percentage. Like that doesn't seem, seem sustainable. That's a new him. That'd be the second lowest since his rookie year. I think that we're going to see a fix on that. And we got to look at other things here, but that doesn't seem something that would stabilize and, and stick around the 30s. Uh, Josh Bell was the fifth. He had a 52 down to 40.8. So again, that's another elite down to barely average. Miguel Cabrera dropped. Jonathan India dropped to, again, this doesn't even seem real, 38.6 to 28.2. Josh Donaldson, hurt. Tyler O'Neill, and Enrique Hernandez. Well, that was the top 10 biggest decreases in hard yeah. percentage. O'Neill showed up on a lot of those negative lists as well. He had a bad Yeah, well, a lot of people like a bounce back, but I'm not yeah. so sure. All right, now we are going to take a look at both EVs, the max and the average. And why you say, well, average X velocity is fun to look at, but it does not tell the whole story because it's also going to include all types of hits. Max exit velocity is very fun and kind of tells you a true hold of where that power can be, you know, like especially if you're attaching it to hard hit. But at the same time, you can have a guy that's got an 86 average exit velocity, but hit something 114. So yeah. <laughs> both of them don't necessarily hold weight. I would say if you were paying attention to one. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it, stop it. Don't do that. I'm here for you. Oh. In this league. <laughs> you are Probably paying attention to max exit velocity a little bit more, but listen, shows you the the power in there. Like what yeah. is the potential? Yeah, but I, you know, I do in general would like I'd like to see my guy have a ninety plus average exit velocity. That's kind of like the means number of what I'm looking for. So anything above is great. Anything below, 
you know, that's eh, a bit, but then if you can attach that to some high max exit velocity, guys, a perfect example of this guy is Cattell Marte. Cattell Marte will just absolutely crush a few balls every single year. And then he'll be in like the, the top 10 overall of exit velocity. Yet his average is just not going to necessarily live in that space. Like, let me look um, real quick, just on the uh, max exit velocity uh, leaders. Cattell's super interesting because, you know, he he's a switch hitter, so he definitely has more power hitting from the right side, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think um, when he did it, and this is, I know I've used this example ad nauseum, so, uh, you know, sorry if you're rolling your eyes because we heard it before, but he had, like, the fourth longest homer in Dodger Stadium history, which is Dodger Stadium. It's been around a while from the right side. He just doesn't have that much power from the left side, and most of the time he's hitting from the left side because most pitchers yeah. are righties, so... He actually had the 20th best, uh, again, this is what he always does. He has the 20th best max exit velocity in 2022 at 115. Interestingly, he did have a 90 uh, average, which is nice to see. He is only one of two middle infielders inside the top 20 of max exit velocity. It is him. And O'Neill Cruz, who is number one at 122.4. Also looking at this, of the top 20 max exit velocity guys, three had an under 90 average exit velocity. Those three were Luis Robert, which might surprise some people, who had the sixth highest uh, or hardest hit uh, with only an 89.3. Number uh, the, the second person who's the 12th highest exit velocity was Avi Garcia had an 88.7 average. And maybe this would be surprising. CJ Cron, who had an 88.7 average, who also owns the farthest hit ball in stat cast tracked era at 504. So, I think with him, that's a lot of uh, like barely getting a ball. So the average is real bad. Uh, so I don't know with a guy with a power here like Crone, I think I might throw away his average a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's why none of this is um none of these are lockdown things. You, you, right. It's not a it's not a one for one correlation. They're just they're tools and pieces of this big puzzle of us trying to figure out players. And and even sure. with all of the pieces, we can literally like a Lego thing. You can have all the Lego pieces, you can have the instructions, and sometimes it still doesn't work out. And that, that's how this type of stuff is. So you're just looking for the best instructions you possibly can. So I just thought that was interesting and just wanted to point that out. Uh, if we went to 25, by the way, of, of the hardest hit balls, one more middle infielder would be added, Carlos Correa, who had a 114.6, but an average of 89.9. So that was just a few things to get into your, you know, your, those aren't year over year changes. Those were just the leaders. When we talk about year over year changes, focusing on max exit velocity, Bogman put together a list of uh, the big ADP guys. And we've got, you You went through like top 400. And here are some big changes for some names. And I'm sorry, did you say green was 2021? 22 and orange what? is 21. Okay. So these are increases here. And then, oh, and then I see those are the decreases. Okay, I get it. So for increases <laughs> on the top 400, Trevor Story went from 111 up to 113.4 on his max exit velocity. And he's a pretty, I don't know, divisive player this year. I think Frank and I were doing some ADP looks and he's moving down a bit. Yeah. Even though, you know, he he did a lot of his damage in like a very short period of time. He's very inconsistent, but there's a big change that was going on. But that's a pretty significant uh, EV change from 111 to 113. 
And then the guy right below him here in, in Wander Franco, I feel yes. like these guys are going to intersect in terms of ADP where uh, Franco, just like with a decent spring training or even a little buzz before spring training, if they talk about how he's looking good, stuff like that, uh, I think he'll move ahead of story. Maybe not, uh, yeah, and but, you're, but and I what think you're, it's possible. Yeah, and what you're saying here for people is they're saying that his ADP is less than that's 92 right now or when i did this on saturday and trevor story was 71 that's the nfbc i didn't exclude for draft champions and that's what i'm doing actually as we speak i'm doing this from december 1st doing only draft champions there's 14 drafts trevor story is the 77th with a high pick of 69 a low of 95 so his like actual average is 79 wander franco is 95 with a high of 81, a low of 107. And what's interesting about this EV change is 110 is kind of a distinctive marker for like plus power. And he averaged last year 109 point or his high, I'm sorry, was 109.6 this past year. So last year meant 2021, 2022, 112.4. That's a pretty big increase for a player that also just suffered a bunch of injuries, was inconsistent, had a great first power month. I think a lot of his damage, I wouldn't be surprised, I don't have it in front of me, if that 112 came from that April that he had. And uh, that's a pretty big bump. And he is just outside the top 100, not making any headway. You know, might be a deal. I know everybody, Wanda Franco is leaning a little bit more into the maybe... He is not a counting stats player, but there are still a lot of underlining things that work in his favor. That's one of those uh, outside the top 100. For, so from the 100 to 200 range, Christian Yelich had a big change from 114.9 to 117.2. Still absolutely can crush the damn ball. Yeah. Uh, keep, did you have any thoughts? on? Well, him? He, he's a guy that, that I was looking at. Uh, I sound like Madden or uh, Collinsworth. Here's a guy, uh, but he, he's a guy that you look at and just in terms of max exit velocity uh, from between 2015 and 2022, there are, uh, you know, two times that he hasn't been in the top 10% yeah. of the league. So the guy that just still crushes it. Interestingly though, his uh, average exit velocity, um, he's been in the red, you know, like in the top 10% here. Uh, or six, six straight his, years, six of his eight seasons, but 21, 22 average exit velocity. The, the last two years, he hasn't. It so dipped. 91, yeah. 95. So dip his uh, average is 92. MLB average is 88.4. Um, I mean, he was slightly under that the past two seasons. The one thing that's positive on him is he saw a slight increase in his average his uh, average exit velocity from 91 to 91.5, a huge increase on the max. Also some increases. They're a little bit slight, but barrel percentage went up this past year, which is good. Um, launch angle was abysmal in 2021. Lowest, second Ooh. lowest of his career besides 2015 at a 2.8. It went up to a 3.6. I mean, there's slight changes. X slug was up. Expected, expected batting average was up from the previous year and his hard hit. Now it's funny enough. Check this out. 48.8 was his hard hit percentage in 2021, but 48.6 this past year put him in the top 10% of hard hit overall. So just throwing that out there, um, you know, some correlations that you can put together. He always hits the ball hard. Maybe it compensates a little bit. Keep Brian Hayes, one of those guys, uh, 111 in 2021 went up to 113, yet he had a 
abysmal, abysmal uh, counting stat numbers from power perspective. I, I don't have it in front of me. I believe it was seven homers. Is that right? I'm pulling him up on baseball's fine. I know he stole like 20 bases, but in uh, if this ever loads in two, yeah, he had seven homers with 20 stolen bases, a 244 batting average. His expected homers, if you want to take a look at that for him, was only about one more. Because I know there's a lot of people making a case, and I agree. I think Key Brian Hayes has always had some like pure raw power. He just doesn't tap into it. You know, he is proving himself to be, um, I I suppose, the best way to put it it, it, is a line drive hitter. Yeah. Like he had a 27% line drive percentage, which was which was almost 10% higher than the previous year. And his fly ball percentage decreased by over 2% this past year. So there are ways that he can change it. But but here's the point. And that's exactly right. Yeah, his launch angle was only 5.2 this past year compared to 2.6. This is one of those things. And I know it's kind of, it's going to feel cheap and whatever. This is one of those guys where you look at those uh, numbers, 91 average exit velocity, with a 113 max exit velocity, if you can just get the ball in the air a little bit more and drop those line drives, this is a guy that could hit 25 homers with 20 stolen bases. That's the problem why we fall into Key Brian Hayes. And I'm not against it. I'm not against it. It's just, it's improbable right now. It's improbable for it to happen because we don't have anything in front of us that's like he's actively making a swing change, kind of like Eric Cosmer did. Remember when Eric Cosmer yeah. Decided to make that change. It hasn't worked out a bunch. Remember that well, one year? Votto did it too. Remember? Yeah. He's just going all uppercuts. If so. you got that from Key Brian Hayes, I think all the underlining stuff lead him to be a 25 plus home run hitter. He's just not that right now. But these are reasons maybe why you want to take uh, a shot at it. And it's funny, you know, like, like you mentioned, his uh, launch angle 5.2 last season, 2.5 the year before that, his high in his rookie season, 7.4. But the MLB average is 12.1. So if you just get some new instruction in there, this guy might be a dude that should he get traded, which I don't know if the Pirates would or why they would. Uh, But if he does get traded, just getting some new instruction and being around a new hitting coach or something might really improve his power. So uh, like you said, there's nothing for us to base a power change on at all right now. Uh, but it, you know, if we're hearing about this guy, maybe starting to uppercut a little bit more, whatever changes swing path to put a little more power behind it, he could hit some homers for real. Yeah, He's got the power be, in the back. It'd be really nice to, too. I'd like to see him pull the ball. Did you know he did not have a single pull home run this past year? Just he only slap, had seven slap. slap. Yeah. Two opposite of field. The other five were almost all dead center, like a slight left center. There is not one true pull homer in there. Pull the damn ball. Get the ball in there. Go to drive line. Let those guys immediately take a look. Just look at last year. You just wait. If he can do that, there's so much for a huge breakout in, in store for Key Brian Hayes. We just need something in there. So if you want to take the shot, you can. A couple other guys. It's one of those guys that might get, you know, like halfway through his career before leaving Pittsburgh and then he leaves Pittsburgh and kind of figures it out too. So. I'm telling you right now, Key Brian Hayes will have a year where he's going to be like a 2020 guy because he can steal 20, he stole 20 bases at third base. He could put up Bobby Witt like number. I mean, honestly, truthfully, what did Bobby Witt do? 30 stolen bases, 20 homers as a third baseman hitting like 250. Key Brian Hayes can do that. It's just his approach and his game is not aligned to that even multiple years now into his career. And it's very apparent by, I mean, I swear to God, dude, if you want to talk true pull, he has three true pull, even doubles 
in there. I mean, he is just Jeez. does not aggressive. He is not aggressive in that swing where he's pulling the ball. He has a very all fields approach, and it seems like it's kind of taking away from him offensively. And, and guess what? He didn't have a good batting average last year. He had 244. Like, I don't think you need to be an all fields approach guy when you're hitting 244. Why don't you switch it up and start tapping into that power? It would be awesome if we could see that. Uh, a couple others. You had a Rowdy Telez who went from 114.8, 116.9. He's got an ADP inside the top 200. Thyro Estrada, you know, we talk a lot about his success. Well, yeah. he had a three, three mile per hour change in his max EV from 106.3 to 109.3, almost elite. Rojas had one of the biggest changes. I think we talked about this 104.6 to 109.1. Lars Newtbar, this is a big one. Lars Newtbar, who I'm very much in on this year, yeah. 109.5 up to 113. He is built to be a leadoff hitter that's got power. It's almost Springer-esque, George Springer-esque, if you will. I like look that out for George. Yeah, look out yeah. for uh, Newt Bar this year. I like that. And I, I'm big on, you know, I wasn't real sure about Raddy Telez, but seeing uh, this difference on him uh, makes me a little more comfortable as well. And Thyro Estrada, you know, uh, Brandon Drury is on this list as well. A lot of guys, Jonah Heim, that we saw, uh, Esoc, on this list as well. A lot of guys that we saw take a big spike. A couple guys that we didn't. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... In this league. Break it down. You know, Max Kepler is on this list in terms of uh, power. Jared Kelnick, uh, you know, 110 to 114. I mean, that's nice um, to see. But Yeah, I mean, it's at least like if we're looking for silver linings, that's a silver linings for him. Yeah, but it is. There's not much else. So. Over on the average side. So we're, I'm not going to go into a crazy thing, but really interesting. The average and it's it's interesting in that it's also a correlation. When you look at the average X velocity changes, so all those hits, it almost mirrors the hard hit guys. 
Guess what? Glaber Torres, number one. Matt Chapman, number two. When I looked at this list, I thought I actually screwed up the um the, the hard hit I, percentage. Yeah, because I was like, what is going on? No, Am I still on were, hard hit? What's happening? Those here? were the two guys. Uh, Glaber Torres went from, I think, uh, now into the above or the, the average that you want. He went from 87.1 the year before to a career high 90.4. And that correlates to the hard hit. Matt Chapman went from 89 to 92. Austin Riley was on this list, who went from 90 to 92. He was number three. Yandi, Jock Peterson, Profar, Ryan Mountcastle. We're back to him. 89.1 up to 91.3. That's a career high, and that is a 2.2 mile per hour change on average. Jordan Alvarez, uh, Rymel Tapia is on there, and Christian Vasquez. Those were your top 10 best average exit velocity changes. And there's plenty others in here. Another way to look at this, if you guys wanted, it might have been beneficial is to look at guys from the who went from the 80s to the 90s because that to me is like a tier change of maybe like 88, well, 88 89 is like league is your league average. Okay, uh, I was just about to say 88 to 89 was probably like maybe league average, and then under that is below, and then 90 is above. And Christian Walker is one of those guys. He went from league average 88.8 to 90 this past year, except he had been 90 the previous two years. That's one of those guys that made that jump. Christian Walker so much. I mean, I can't believe like, you know, uh, screw all the guys that uh, the D-backs traded Goldie for. Like they're all terrible. But Walker, who replaced him at the spot, has been excellent. And he got so good in the second half too. hit 285 versus like 202 in the first half. So that's a guy that, you know, just watching the Diamondbacks, we saw him make gigantic improvements. And uh, he hit a lot to the track last. What was his expected homers? Do you have that? In uh, front I, of can you? Pull, I can pull it up. Or I don't have it this second, but I can because, pull it up real quick. Yeah, because, I mean, there were so many, and they were even talking about this on the broadcast a bunch, that he hit to the track. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 